Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cashback. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to The Toast. Happy Wednesday. It is hump day, a favorite here at The Toast. Make sure this is your reminder that you hump someone you love today. And there's nobody I love more. No girl who grinds my gears gets me more alive. And Jackie O. Hey, Jax. Hi. Thank you. I love every day to hear what you're going to say about me. It must be like so much pressure every day having to come up with something new and flattering. And it never really goes the other way, though I compliment you throughout the show. It's not pressure. It's not pressure. It's just this, you know, need for creativity. I don't want my interest to ever feel stale. Oh, I don't think anyone could ever say that they are. Well, good. That means I'm doing a good job. At your job. At me job. That is your job. Oh no, I'm going to lose me job. <laughs> What's that from? It's a TikTok sound. Everyone was like, oh no, I'm panicking because I'm going to lose my job. And then when they found like the actual origin of the video, it's actually really dark. I'm sure. You know those, you know those um, no, it's not what you think. You know those people who like set up and pretend to be like teenagers on the internet and find predators and then meet up with them and like film them like, are you talking to a 13 year old? Yeah, like they do it in an official capacity usually. Sometimes it's just like people's YouTube channels. Not fun, but like to scare predators okay. into. And so they caught this guy and he was like this freaky looking dude. And they were following him around with the camera when they met up in the parking lot. He's like, no, I'm panicking because I'm going to lose my job. I think he was Irish or something. It was honestly like fucking hysterical. I hope he did lose his job. Oh my God, that's crazy. I told you, dark origins of TikTok sounds. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, I, I love finding out the origins of like viral trending audio. A lot of the time it comes from like old reality TV that I mm-hmm. know, you know? That's like when everyone was doing, you know, Gia Judice's song. Oh, of course. I knew it, but like people were shook to find out what it actually, most people didn't know. But that's also from reality TV is, hey, how y'all doing? Of course, also, mm-mm-mm. Today drained me. It's Marlo from Real Housewives of Atlanta. Like sometimes I recognize the bit, sometimes I recognize the voice, but every now and then I get a little surprise. Like I'm gonna lose my job. Some of mine that are my favorite actually come from podcasts, which it's like, do you feel like you want to talk less shit? Mm, no, cause uh, I like it. <laughs> yeah, we did kind of go viral on TikTok. Like that's why TikTok can't be banned. Like what would we go viral on? Reels. Shorts. Shorts. YouTube shorts. Shirts. Maybe we'll have to start posting our podcast clips to Facebook stories. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to say, and I know it's probably an accident, I have never in my life seen anyone post a Facebook story except 
your husband. But I think it's something with his Instagram that automatically sends yeah. his Instagram stories. I don't think he knows. Or no, he's just like, he doesn't story that often. So when he does, he's like, sure, let's blow it up. Post what if it. I just... What if I just shared it to Facebook? What if I just syndicate it to all my channels? Right. It's actually really cute when I see it, but that's the only time I ever see like someone I know doing Facebook stories. That's so funny. I'll have to yeah. tell him. He was called out. Every, every now and then when I post an Instagram story, they're like, want to syndicate this to your Facebook? I'm like, are you trying to ruin my career? <laughs> are you trying to ruin my life? My I reputation? Have I have family. I have an image to uphold. Yeah. Can't be seen on Facebook stories. No. Um... Sorry, tangential. <laughs> yeah, but that's tangential. what the show is. The tangent. The tangent. Feel free to go off on one anytime. Well, it's Wednesday, just some housekeeping. Big day here. You know, we got lots to talk about. We also have Dear Toasters, our weekly advice segment. We have three really good submissions. I think I think we'll be able to make a lot of, impact a lot of positive change. Yeah. Were you going to say something? Yeah. Okay. I was just going to agree with you. I was going to concur. And it's also our last real episode of the week because I'm headed to Portugal tonight. I have been just nonstop, you know, prep, packing, make sure everything is settled at home, getting Ben. Oh my God, Ben, like still not packed. Still not packed. We're leaving for the airport in four hours. Still not packed. What is he doing? He's at a trade show, um, which is important. You know, Vin Expo is a big one, Javits Center. So I'll allow it, but pack, pack. Yeah. No, I, I don't understand these men. No, it's, it's next level. And he got back from Boston on Friday. That bag was still not unpacked. And you need to use the same bag. Oh my God, I just, it could never be me. And I'm really trying to learn, like, as I get older, just like not to get so pressed about, it's not me, like I'm packed. Like, why can't I just be happy with my productivity? But it's because my productivity is irrelevant when my partner You're is only not. as strong as your weakest link. Thank you. So I know some, some people will be like, don't be such a bitch wife. Like, let he'll get packed. But it's like, it starts impacting me. If he was when he goes on his solo trips and he throws a t-shirt into a backpack the day before, I don't fucking care. But I'm going and it's like it's a big trip. It's international. We need our global entry. Like there's a lot of productivity that needs to be done before. Yeah. And he just doesn't understand. Just wait till you have a baby and it's like I pack for me and Harry and we're all packed before Zach even gets his suitcase out. No. And like, it's like there's no excuse. If I, and it's like I'm packing me and him so it's like I'm it's not like I'm some low maintenance no you're a queen a glamour puss I'm a, especially for traveling of course glamour glamour bag jewelry of course oh and me and Harry like share luggage a lot of the time it's just easier mm -hmm. um and Zach gets his own and still can't be, get done he's like overpacks and I'm like I'm wearing a different outfit every day and I'm sharing and I got Harry's crap in here. And you know he has a lot of crap. A lot of crap. You know what? I, I actually woke up this morning thinking, I, and I wanted to I tell do you. So, I do put some of Harry's crap in. Like we, but we split Harry's stuff. That's what we do. Mm -hmm. That way we only have to have two suitcases. Life hack. Life hack. Um, I just thought, you know, as I was walking into work this morning, something I wanted to share with you that I only really wanted to share on the podcast so people can know, like, how nice I am. Um, I really miss you. Like, I really, like, I woke up today. Some days are harder than others, honestly. Like, and I woke up today. Maybe it's because, like, I, I've had, like, a 12-hour migraine. So I'm not feeling my best. I'm feeling low. I have, like, a busy, like, kind of anxiety-riddled riddle day in front of me. And I just was thinking, like, I miss my family. It's, it's like, today, like, it's not cool that I can't, like, wrap the toast and go over to Olivia's house and yeah. see the kids. And, and just, then go, like, like hang it's not cool it's not cool no I know I miss you I miss you too and I actually had a dream about New York last night and I was just like 
having an amazing time. Three bucks. Two, Two bags. bags. Yeah, because we don't bring one for Harry. Right. <laughs> one one roll. Um, and I keep being like, you know, maybe I'll just like, what if I just come to New York next week? I can't come next week because I have a doctor's appointment. I have a friend's birthday and it's just like, I busy Florida things busy, and then like the following week like then you're coming so soon so yeah it doesn't make sense and then you're gonna be here for at, like over a week which is nice so we'll we'll look for we'll shoot for April yeah Jax and I are spending Passover together which is just lovely and also I'm coming down a few days early because Jax and I have kind of been like not even spoken about how we've been asked to speak at a prestigious university yeah we are they want our expertise. Academic girlies. And yeah. we're going to go talk to some students. And we're going to, I think, impact, you know, positively on the new generation. I hope. Yeah. I don't see how we couldn't. I don't see how we couldn't either. We're so positive. That's exciting. That's exciting. Our first, like, academic. I have to figure out what I'm going to wear. I need a pair of glasses. Yeah. I have to figure out what I'm going to wear. Like, I need something that fits. Well, yeah, always uh, need something that fits. Need something that makes me look snatched to the gods. Need but something that makes are. me look. Need something that makes me look literary. Yeah, like a merit scholar. Yeah, maybe I should do some shopping today. Even though I just got some like stretchy dresses from Skims, that should be good for just like maternity wear. Yeah, but I think that's a little skimpy for yeah. university. No, we can't be looking like big whores no. at the university. Yeah. We cannot. And, and we're always looking like whores, so it'll be hard for us to find something. Um, dressing like a whore and stopping, and stopping the, the negative, negative self-talk. Talk. Another viral audio of ours that went viral on TikTok. I'm surprised like more of our audios don't go viral because really any moment could. Like this one right here. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Do it. Oh my god, Jackie's so cute. Like, isn't she so oh cute god, today? Lou. Like, do you have bad moves to deliver that you're just buttering me up? No, no. Maybe it's like because I'm leaving the country. I feel like I'm gonna miss my family oh, even more. You're feeling home I'm just sick. I'm just missing the family. And I had everyone over for dinner on Monday night, and obviously you and Olivia weren't there, so it just fucking sucked. Like, yeah, it's not. Just really missing, missing you. Missing you Tur too. Turdy's missing her Lou. We'll be reunited soon. I know we'll be together again, cuz. Everywhere I go, every smile I see, I know you are there, Marshall Anthony. Whenever Brian sings that song, he puts, by the way, that's something Brian and I have in common. He'll put his dog's name into popular music whenever he can. And he calls his dog Marshall Anthony, even though Anthony is not his last name. Um, and now I can't sing that song with Marshall Anthony. That's so funny. I was going to say, are you excited to travel with the Snatcher this weekend? I am. I love getting some downtime with the Satch. Um, We've been like talking a lot, you know, sharing like outfits. So I just feel like I'm hanging out with the popular crowd, you know? Yeah, I was FaceTiming her last night. She was like showing me some dresses. Yeah. That she was thinking about. It's very exciting to kind of like roll with the popular crew, you know? Yeah, I'm excited for you. You're like my nerdy friend who I like leave behind That's to go funny. hang out with the popular kids. Totally. <laughs> Lol, But you That's can funny. really only be yourself around me. Yeah, and you know the real me. Yeah. But at a certain point, like, my feelings do get hurt when it's, like... No, of course. You're, when you're with the populars, it's, like, I don't exist. Yeah, no, and, like, we have this arrangement, like, when I'm with the populars, like, we pretend like we don't know each other. Yeah, and it's And hurtful. that eventually starts to chip away at you, at your self-worth. At first, I was like, listen, you know, she's a social animal. She has to do what she has to do. And this like maybe just you how, know, how it has to be. Rising tides rise all shides. Like, she'll, you know, get cool and then make me cool. That's how it starts. 
Yeah, yeah. But I'm also like the nerd with like too much pride. I don't want to be a part of the popular crew. You are the nerd with too much pride. <laughs> I'm the nerd who takes off his glasses and everybody realizes he's handsome. That's true. You are handsome. Don't be rude. <laughs> don't be fucking rude. You're beautiful, Turdy. Thank you. Um, so we've got a great show so today. so much to do today. Like this episode, we can't outrun our memory cards. So I know we're... I'll run in your memory, memory card. card. <laughs> That's good. It's really good. I am so impatiently waiting for Luke Combs' new album. Like every song that drops, I haven't even spoken about how deeply connected and moved I am by his most recent single, Joe. You did talk about it. Oh. Oh, sorry. Okay. But what's crazy is I I, I love the song, just like I love every Luke song, but it, it doesn't speak to me as much as the other one he released before it. Love You Anyway. Oh my God. One of the most beautiful Luke songs of all time. I know, but there's like a verse in Joe that like really makes me tear up. I feel like if you've even been remotely or like distantly known of someone who struggled with addiction, the song has to make you cry. Listen to this part. Ready? Some battles are fought on foreign shores. And some are fought behind closed doors. Yeah. Wait, hold on. There's a better party after that. Damn. No, I know. It's like so deep. He's such a poet and nobody even knows it. Because he's just like, you know, this big fisherman, countryman. Like. No, but they know it. Okay, ready? They know. Some battles are fought on foreign shores. And some are fought behind closed doors. Some fall from grace. Some lose their wings. Some find the peace salvation brings. It's so nice. Like, I feel like if you're like a sober queen or any sort of addiction, like, I feel like that song could be like a real piece, like a solace for you. You know, um... Speaking of songs about sobriety, Charles from Lady A recently got sober. Yes, I know. And he put out a solo song. Um, oh, wow. About, I, I think journey. it's called As Far As You Could. Like that pretty much like he like he drank for as long as he could. It took him as far as he could. Right. Um, but he had to eventually put it down. It's beautiful. It's like straight up about his yeah. addiction to alcohol and how it brought him, like it, you know, gave him the courage to meet, like to go up to his wife. He made her laugh, also made her cry. Oh, oh no, that's sweet. I, uh, I'm really happy for Charles from Lady A. I feel like his battle had been like this open secret in country music. Like a lot of people knew about it. And like, you really can't force someone to make the change. Like they have to want to do it themselves. And I recently saw him post his trip to rehab and he looked very good. He looked very healthy. He had like this light back in his face. So I'm excited for that journey. And I'm going to listen to that song on the plane today. I can't wait to cry. It's beautiful. Add it to your list. I'll add it to my list. Um, and I've also been listening to Morgan Wallen's new oh, album. Yes, that's what you? I wanted to ask you. I just started to, it's so long. So I'm a few songs in. So good. What's so crazy is like, I wasn't even desperate for a new album yet. Like one, he puts out three new songs every few weeks. Yeah. And like the old album, I'm still obsessed with. Like it's Same. not stale to me. So my cup runneth over. Yeah. My thoughts, my initial thoughts on the album, and maybe I'm not able to see it yet because it's just 36 songs, but they all, they do sound like really repetitive. Mm. Um, Like only a few of them really stand out to me. And maybe I need to listen to it better to like really get it. But I was just, I don't think it compares to his previous album, but I do really love the song Keith Whitley, like love. Yeah, I'm, I'm in the middle of it. But you know what album I did complete a few times that was wonderful? Mimi Pink? Webb's album. Oh, 
Pink's yeah, album's I need good to too. To it. Pink's album's good too. But Mimi Webb, it's called Amelia, and she's a star. We've got a lot of new music coming. Jonas Brothers, Ed Sheeran, Luke. I, I seriously like. I cannot wait for Luke's song. Yeah, uh, album. I know, but like, I still, I, as in, I still put on Growing Up album every time I get in the car. No, of course. Like, I'm not and I, I have tired of it. I'm not tired of it either. But the singles he's been dropping has been leaving me with this thirst. Yeah, I'm thirsty. You know. Yeah. I don't have enough time in the day to listen to all this music. I know. But now that I'm a driver, maybe I will. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe not. But let's get into everything. So much to discuss today. Plus, dear toasters, we don't want to disable our memory memory cards. cards. So without further ado, taking up the memory cards, here are the Fast Five stories that you need to know. And today's episode is brought to you by Noom. Trends and fads come and go, especially when it comes to health and wellness. But Noom is not a fad. They use psychology, not trends, to help you make an intentional and sustainable choices that are aligned with your values and your weight loss goals. So whatever your reason for wanting to lose weight is, whether it's to feel better overall, to fit into certain clothing, maybe you're just at a place in your life where you felt like it spiraled a little bit and you want to get back in control, check out Noom. With their psychology-based approach, Noom empowers you to build more sustainable habits and behaviors the program helps you understand the science behind your eating choices and why you have cravings. Everyone's journey is different, so your daily lessons are personalized to you and your goals. So whatever your health goals are, the Flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You can choose your level of support from five-minute daily check-ins to personal coaching. Progress is rarely a straight line and off days are totally okay. Noom will help you get back on track. That's what I really like about Noom. It's like some days you just can't. And you don't have to throw away all the progress that you've made with Noom. Like they account for that. You had a bad day, you're hungover, or you're just feeling sad. That's okay. We're going to get you back on track. You don't have to start over just because you messed up. Stop chasing health trends and build sustainable healthy habits with Noom's psychology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at noom.com slash toast. That's N-O-O-M dot com slash toast to sign up for your trial today. You can also check out Noom's first ever book. It's called The Noom Mindset, and it's a deep dive into the, into the psychology of behavior change. It's available to buy now wherever books are sold. Again, that um, promo we have is noom.com slash toast, N-O-O-M dot com slash toast. Today's episode is also brought to you by The Perfect Bar. Looking for a protein bar that actually tastes good? Well, look no further than Perfect Bar. With their lineup of fresh-from-the-fridge protein bars, Perfect Bar is exactly what you've been looking for. No chalky artificial aftertaste here. They're made with freshly ground nut butter, organic honey, and over 20 organic superfoods. Perfect Bar has a variety of products like protein bars, little snack size bars, that are also good and good for you. You'll be sure to find something you love. I've been raving about my favorite flavor, which is the dark chocolate chip peanut butter with a little flaky salt. I love um, these bars, one, because I'm not like a big bar person, but because all of their uh, ingredients are like organic and it's real food, you keep them in the fridge. And there's just something about that that feels like much better, not like eating some preservatives that's been sitting on a shelf for a year. Um, They have a cookie dough texture that's creamy and full of flavor, and they're unlike any other bars out there. And the snack size bars are the perfect size. They're packed with six grams of protein and 150 calories. So a little goes a long way. You will feel full throughout the day. You'll have energy throughout the day. You don't have that crash. They're made with whole food ingredients. They contain no artificial preservatives. And if you aren't already convinced, they're also non-GMO, project verified, gluten-free, soy-free, kosher, and low GI. Perfect Bar knows that it'll be love at first bite. So for a limited time, they're offering you a chance to try their refrigerated protein bars for free. Here's how it works. Sign up for email or text, upload a picture of your receipt from your local grocery store, and they'll reimburse you the cost of one bar. It'll go directly into your Venmo or PayPal account. All you have to do is go to perfectsnacks.com slash toast to get that free Perfect Bar today. That's perfectsnacks.com slash toast to get a free Perfect Bar today. 
that's just kind of what we do here at the toast free food like i'm always going to point you in the direction of free food that's a little fun fact about me okay thank you claudia our first story an update on the scandal we've got a couple first raquel has broken her silence and put out a statement exclusive to entertainment tonight about her apologizing yeah Quote, I want to apologize for my actions and my choices foremost to Ariana and to my friends and the fans so invested in our relationships. There is no excuse. I am not a victim and I must own my actions and I deeply regret hurting Ariana. I am reflecting on my choices, speaking to a counselor, and I'm learning things about myself, such as my patterns of codependency and addiction to being and feeling loved. I've sought emotional validation through intimate connections that are not healthy without regard for my own well-being, sometimes negatively affecting others and often prioritizing the intimate connection over my friendships. I'm taking steps to understand my behavior and make healthier choices. Although I chose to be on a reality show accepting the good and the bad that comes with it, beyond my own actions, I have been physically assaulted, lost friendships, received death threats, and hate mails in addition to having my privacy violated. I've begun counseling to end my unhealthy behavioral cycle, learn to set stronger emotional boundaries and learn to protect my mental health. I don't expect sympathy, understanding, or forgiveness. Right now, I must focus on my own health and well-being as I strive to be a better person moving forward. I will prioritize my mental health and learn from my mistakes. So this news broke on Friday. Um, so she learned all of that from a counselor since Friday. Is the counselor living with her? Like I'm Like you meet with a counselor once a week. Okay, maybe twice a week. Or maybe so. it's something that like she, you know knew about herself sort of over the years and could see this pattern in herself, but like really couldn't identify it until she blew up her whole world with her actions. I mean, at the end of the day, there's quite literally nothing she could say that would make this better. So like, we're just, we're going to pick apart whatever she says. Um, Like, cool. There's nothing. We said that yesterday. There's absolutely nothing she could say, but she has to say something. Yeah. As far as what she could say, I think this is as good as it gets. Like she's accepting yeah. responsibility. She's not a victim. She's It's more than Tom Sandoval did in his first statement. She's apologizing in the direction where the apology needs to go. That's all she can do at this point. There's nothing that's going to like change hearts and minds. The chips have are continuing to fall where they may. The out What's the word? The um outcome? No. The fallout. Yeah. Just, it will have to continue to fall out until things can like even begin to conceive of rebuilding forgiveness, making it better. Um, in the final paragraph where she references being physically assaulted, that is she kind of confirms a rumor that Sheena had found out the night before it came out and slapped her. They were like, I think it was right after Watch What Happens Live. Right? Yeah. When Sheena found out, apparently she either slapped her or punched her in the face. And Raquel has filed a restraining order against Sheena. So a lot and she was granted that the restraining order. A lot of people say that it's like a ploy for her not to have to show up to the reunion in two weeks because she can't be within a thousand feet of of Sheena. But you know what? Sheena that doesn't mean, go Sheena's to, not Sheena doesn't go. Sheena's on Zoom. Sheena's on Zoom. No, but I wonder how restraining orders work with like contact. Digitally. You can't make contact. Can't be con- no, so Sheena's not at the reunion. Because Bye. even though what Raquel did was really terrible, like you don't punch someone in the face. No. Sheena's 100% wrong for that. It's like, that, that's just so Sheena, like, so erratic, you yeah, know? Yeah, just having such, um, like, an extreme opposite reaction. Like, yeah. Like, instead of just having, like, a level-headed reaction the entire time and not setting up your friend with the other friend and, and then, like... Right. Right. You know? So extreme both ways. So You're so right. So both ways. So that was, like... Can, and now she's going to ruin... If she... Like, I hope this doesn't stop Raquel from coming to the reunion... 
And if Raquel doesn't go to the reunion, like she obviously shouldn't be on the show anymore. That's been the rules forever. But the restraining order does throw a wrench into things. But for me, it means that Sheena won't be there. Sorry, Sheena. Yeah, and I'm you fine played with that. yourself. You played yourself. That was really dumb of her. And she's wrong. You don't fucking hit someone. But and apparently, now I'm just curious. I, like Raquel has a black eye is what I heard. Yeah, I know. It was like a, it was like a fucking, it was a punch. And it must have been something that left a mark because she probably has pictures, which granted her a yep. restraining order. But I am curious, though, about the timeline. Like, do you think she... So Sheena found out after Watch Robbins Live. What's Wednesday night? The news broke on Friday, and apparently Ariana found out on Thursday night. Is it just happenstance that Sheena and Ariana found out two days apart? Or did Sheena tell Ariana? You know, because we know that Ariana found out from the cell phone video. I thought Ariana found out first. I thought Ariana found out Wednesday night after the show. I guess, no, what night was Tom's show? I believe it was Wednesday night. Oh my. So they both just randomly happened to find out the no, same night? Ar- no, Ariana found out and told everyone. Oh, 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 you're right, you're right. Okay, sorry, that's definitely what happened. Okay, I needed the timeline in my head. And that's what I, I believe, and out. then Sheena found out, and she was like, oh my God, punch. Oh, and she happened to have been with, with Raquel. Raquel when she found out. Okay, that tracks. Okay, that makes sense. Um... This is just, it's getting crazier and crazier. Tom Sandoval also released another statement. I guess he saw the dissatisfaction from his crapola first statement. I can't read so many statements. You know, you get one. You get one. He apologized to Ariana primarily and that his actions, the way he went about them were completely wrong. Duh. There's also so much coming out now about production because they are filming. Apparently Raquel and Tom filmed a scene. They kissed. So like they're still together. Um, and then it was there compli- was another they scene. Kissed, but it was like, compl- I think their relationship is complicated right now. Then there was another scene that apparently was filmed and San- Tom Sandoval was really unhappy with it. Um, and he wanted to reshoot. They were, t- he was told no. And now he's refusing to show up for filming. There's no way he's going to turn. Like if he doesn't show up to filming, then he won't show up to the reunion. Then he doesn't have a job anymore. And then it's all over for him. He has yeah. to show up. Yeah. I-, I will be so disappointed if either one of them doesn't show up to the reunion. Like, that is so... That's such, like, a bullshit thing to do. Yeah. I think they will. I hope that they will. This saga just keeps unfolding. Also, Tom like, Sandoval was seen going to therapy. Okay, that was obviously staged. Yeah. Like... He was seen going to therapy? Like, what? Like, one, they're following him everywhere. Yeah. In that, he went to therapy. Right, because he knew people were following him. Yeah, like, I, I mean, there's I probably cameras, I, and we have to watch a scene with Tom Sandoval telling a therapist, right. I don't know why I do that. Leave me alone. I have no ounce of, like, grace Ooh. or even remote, like, sympathy for Tom Sandoval. Like, you know what? I, I could make an argument about Raquel. She really is this, like, very, like, easily manipulated, quiet, shy. Like, I, and there's no, honestly, there's no excuse for that. Like, you're 30. Get it together. Um, But, like, I could make an argument for, like, how well, Raquel I have, potentially. I have a little bit of sympathy of the way that Raquel's being treated just because it's more than a human being can handle. Yes. Um, uh, and Tom Sandoval is being treated the same way. I have no sympathy. I have not one ounce <laughs> of anything to give to Tom Sandoval. I literally don't. I don't. Yeah. And I feel like he's loving it. Like, I just really feel that way. Which is crazy to think. Crazy to think. But like I wonder, it's so messed up because it's like they have to show up for the reunion. It's in their contract and they don't want to be. Yep. But like they could probably bargain for more money to come back next season. The two of them. Unless 
I don't know if their contracts are at a place where they oh, renew every year. Got it. Okay. Oh yeah. If either it's one like of them had their contract, they should get fired. It's like I think they might get a promotion. Yeah. Well, that's just so weird about reality TV. Yeah. Like the worse you are, the more you're rewarded, which is why it's such a toxic environment, environment yeah. and why it ends up being really good. And, um, and it's like your personal life, so you need to like intentionally blow up your personal life in order to succeed yep. in your career. But then, like your personal it's, life and your career are completely at odds. A hundred percent. If either one of them are in a position where their next contract, where their contract ends at the end of the season, then yes, they are both going to be flying high. Yeah. Which is just crazy to think. Crazy to think. So. What do you think? We're, do you think we're going to hear from Ariana? Like I was thinking, you know, I could see like Alex Cooper getting in there and like, you know, getting Ariana on the, on the chair but because they have this show like that's their platform like they're not going to give this moment to someone else already Lala said she'd record an episode with some cast members talking about it and production cease and desisted it. it they had to record oh. something else it will be out later today but it should have been out this morning but it got delayed because production is like probably not trying to ruin their own show no, good. They, like, they really should keep everything. And I know we're all so eager to, like, know what's going on right now. Um, but let's let's let it unfold. Like, I really do want to see how it plays out on the TV show. I don't really don't want to hear podcasts. You know what they really should be doing? What? Is getting the Love Island editors yep. in the studio and putting out episodes now. We care now. We'll care again in a few months and it will, everyone will be watching. But, like... You're, we're never going to care as much as we do right now. No, and at the end of the day, this entire saga is a real um, case study in how traditional reality TV is antiquated. People's attentions are spans are so short. How you can like you really are letting this moment go by not capitalizing it, capitalizing on it for the show right now. And they also need to be editing the next episodes condensing them yeah so that there are like episodes after and we don't have to watch you know Sheena getting her nails done talking about some nonsense so there's fewer episodes that we have to watch until the big break yeah honestly I could argue that a big chunk of this season could be cut like let's just keep the Tom and Schwartz stuff I mean the Schwartz and Raquel stuff just to see like what the fuck their angle was there mm -hmm. and then to make you know the bombshell of Raquel and Sandoval even more yeah big yeah so that's the latest. Oh my God. Totally random tangent right now. You want to hear something so devastating? Mm -hmm. Like no, but my sure. Local, my local Dwayne Reed is going out of business, which is like, if you live in New York, like your local Dwayne Reed is life support. But based on everything you've shared with us, or I don't even know if you've said on the show, like it makes sense. It's getting robbed like every day. No. Yeah. Okay. So every time you walk in there, there's somebody holding up, you know, the entire store with a knife, but I still need that like what it, I can't tell you how many times in the middle of the night like we've had to run out and the Dwayne Reed like no, hey, there's I, a Dwayne Reed on every I understand and I also don't up. live in like a I live in like a a residential area so there's not a ton of businesses yeah there's not like all right okay I'll walk with another block to the other bodega there isn't and I just I'm upset I'm sorry Terdy it's been really tough my local pharmacy going out well there's go puff yeah and you'll have to just is. be better about keeping stock of everything yeah when in my last apartment I wasn't really I wasn't technically near to a pharmacy but I didn't live on top of one which means I wasn't yeah and you had to like get stuff on Amazon you just have to be like more aware of it 
I know. Vigilant. Vigilant. You can't just like go down for a snack, a bag of chips. No. And can I tell you how many times I've just gone down for a Hershey bar? Like a little something sweet? Yeah. No, I used to live on top of pharmacy three apartments ago. And wasn't I did my best? grocery shopping there. Yeah, of course. My God, Ben's always coming back from the pharmacy with like avocados. I'm like, where did you get that? Yeah. It's like Dwayne Reed. No, now you got a Instacart. So it's just like a, something difficult I'm dealing with on a personal level that I wanted to share. I'm really sorry about that. Thanks. Thanks for your support. I hope something great comes in, into the space, even though That's it a won't. great point. That's a great point. Yeah. Something that big. It's going to be mean, big. I would love. I know. I'm surrounded by banks. And you only need bank, one. Bank, 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 bank. Yeah. You only need whatever one is yours, which there already is in your neighborhood. I guess that's true. Put a positive spin on it. I really didn't think about what might be coming Like next. a lunch spot. Oh my God. Don't play with me. A lunch spot? It's too big for a lunch spot. What a, like a, a, a spot that sells warm bowls? Mm. Mm. I love a warm bowl. Yeah. It's not a great location for a lunch spot. No. But you live like, but there's a lot of like fashion near you too. Yeah. Could be yeah. fashion. Great. What if it were Amazon fashion? Oh my God. If they open like an Amazon Go, you know, those like Amazon oh, stores that have, you. they have like a Starbucks in there. They also have like a bookstore. Yeah. There's like, and you don't have to pay like your phone just like dings and you can walk out with all your shit. I love that. That's what you need. Manifest it, Turdy Lou. A man, even though there is an Amazon Go like two blocks away, so they're not going to open one. Maybe it does so well they need another. Manifest. I would love that. I'm manifesting. Are you ready for our next story? Yeah. Cara Delevingne is on the cover of Vogue talking about her substance abuse and entering a 12-step program. She says, I was not okay. Cara Delevingne is speaking out about getting help. In an interview for the April cover of Vogue, the model and actress shared that she entered a 12-step program after paparazzi photos last year gave her an urgent wake-up call, explaining that her behavior was tied to the pandemic's effect and her milestone 30th birthday last August. So we all remember the paparazzi photos um she explained that she was like coming from burning man the party just never stopped and she thought she was having a good time until she saw those photos she said quote Mm. I hadn't slept I was not okay it's heartbreaking because I thought I was having fun but at some point it was like okay I don't look well you know sometimes you need a reality check so in a way those pictures were something to be grateful for but just as she was celebrating her 30th birthday alongside her wide circle of friends with an elaborate Alice in Wonderland themed party her world was crumbling she said quote I always kind of knew that things were going to have to be different in my 30s because the way that I was living was not sustainable. I should have been having such a good time. I've got all my friends here. I need to be enjoying this. She said the house I was staying in had a tower and I would just kind of lock myself in it instead. I barely left the room. There was this much need, there was this need for change, but I was fighting it so much. I was welcoming in this new time, but I was also grieving. It was like a funeral for my previous life, a goodbye to an era. And so I decided I was going to party as hard as I could because this was the end. Mm-hmm. By the next month, she said she realized she needed help if she was going to turn a new page on her life and her career. From September, I just needed support. I needed to start reaching out. And my old friends I've known since I was 13, they all came over and we started crying. They looked at me and said, you deserve a chance to have joy. She soon entered rehab where she found an additional buttress thanks to a 12-step program. 
She said, put this process obviously has its ups and downs, but I've started realizing so much. People want my story to be this after school special where I just say, oh, look, I was an addict and now I'm sober and that's it. Mm -hmm. And it's not as simple as that. It doesn't happen overnight. Of course, I want things to be instant. I think this generation, especially we want things to happen quickly, but I've had to dig deeper. Before, I was always into the quick fix of healing, going to a week-long retreat or to a course for trauma, say. And that helped for a minute, but it didn't really ever get to get to the nitty-gritty, deeper stuff. This time, I realized that 12-step treatment was the best thing, and it was a, about not being ashamed of that. The community made a huge difference. The opposite of addiction is connection, and I really found that in 12-step. Wow, I feel like I never expected this because, I, again, it reminds me, honestly, of Charles Kelly. I think, like, Cara Delevingne being, like, a big party girl hasn't even been, like, an open secret. It's just, like, a thing people knew. There's, like, paparazzi photos of her accidentally dropping her keys and a bag of Coke flies out. Yeah. Like, there's, like, I think there's pictures of her doing, like, bumps on boats. Like, it's just, like, that's her. She's the party girl. Um, so for her to, like, really dive into the 12 step. Like, I love this for her. I'm, I think this is great. Yeah. And I mean, I think that's what she's saying is like, she was the party girl. She always knew that her thirties would have to be different because like that is not sustainable. But I think getting to the other side of it was much harder. It wasn't just, she, it wasn't just like, Oh, I'll, I'll detox and go to a retreat and then I'll stop. It's right. like, I'm addicted to this lifestyle yeah. and I need more help. So the 12 step program, which has been successful for so many people is where she yeah. turned, but I thought oh, it was also interesting where she said, like, it's not like I was addicted and now I'm sober. Like, I think she's still going through it and struggling with it, but she's obviously, like, made huge strides. And I think the hardest part is just the accepting of the situation. Right, like, and realizing you're an addict. And so she is, it seems, very much on the road to recovery. And we've seen her a few times in the last few months, and she, I mean, she always looks amazing. Um yeah. On red carpets and they always, you know, she like when she's glammed and she's, but then we saw her at that award show. No, she's had like some really kind of bizarre erratic behavior yeah. in the last year. So to hear that she's been going through not only this like struggle with addiction, but also because like kind of identity crisis about like her 20s and her 30s actually makes a lot of sense. Yes, yeah, it does. And I'm, I'm glad that she's sharing that because I think it's something that a lot of people can relate to. And yeah. also it helps us just understand her. And she's someone who like so many people follow. And, and I feel like she's very connected to her fans. Like she was like the biggest model and the first like supermodel really on Instagram, like sharing yeah. so much. And so she's not just someone who like we see from afar. Like I feel like people, yep. and her personality is so like everyone's best friend. Yeah. You know? So I feel like people will gain a lot from hearing her story. Yeah. I'm also just really happy for her. Like, I think, you know, that lifestyle, that like, you know, socialite, cocaine, party girl lifestyle, like that's a slippery slope. So to, and you're at 30, acknowledge that it's a problem and, and work on it, I think probably saved her life. Yes, definitely. I'm happy for her. I really am. And a great cover and get for Vogue. Yeah, and she looked beautiful. And so we're always talking smack, but. Yep. We are always talking smack about Vogue. Yeah. And I guess technically this could have been like a British Vogue, but American got it. Wow, you're totally right. A check in the column for American Vogue. Mm -hmm. The score is now 2,000 to 1. <laughs> are you ready for our next story? A little TikTok news. Not about it, the band. Oh, my favorite. Is a little TikTok news. It's brought to you by Thuma. Thuma, Thuma, Thuma. 
Let me be your Thuma. Introducing the Bed by Thuma. Handcrafted from eco-friendly, high-quality upcycled wood, the Bed by Thuma has a modern minimalist design that helps elevate any space. So if you are having a frustrating or disappointing experience putting together furniture for your bedroom, look no further than Thuma. Their bed is put together by using the timeless technique of Japanese joinery. Each piece locks into place, meaning no tools or excess hardware are required for assembly. With clean lines, subtle curves, and a lifestyle-enhancing detail, bed, the bed is simple sophistication for the bedroom. And their perfect platform bed just got better because you can now customize the bed by choosing between the original pillow board, or the new solid wood headboard. The fabric pillow board adds softness and color to any space, while the headboard offers solid and sleek support. It's made for how you live, so the bed comes with a lifetime warranty, and it ships right to your door in three easy-to-maneuver boxes. It takes about five minutes to assemble with no tools required. The mattress, um, the nightstand, and the side table are also offered by uh, Thuma, and they're perfect complements to the bed. Uh, they also have financing options available on the Thuma website. Create that feeling of checking into your favorite hotel boutique, boutique suite, but at home with the bed by Thuma. And now go to thuma.co slash toast to receive a $25 credit towards your purchase of the bed plus free shipping in the continental U.S. Go to thuma.co slash toast. That's thuma, T-H-U-M-A dot C-O slash toast for a $25 credit. Thank you, Thuma, for sponsoring today's episode. Today's episode is also brought to you by seed. Nurturing your gut microbiome is important to support a resilient immune system. In the fall and winter months, immunity is the top of everyone's mind, but what often gets missed in the oversaturation of anti-cold and anti-flu messaging is the role that your gut microbiome plays in systemic health. So, Throughout uh, your life, your gut microbiome and your immune system work together carefully to coordinate your body's responses to the world and the world within us. Even before we're born, microbiomes help set the foundation of our immune system, teaching our body how to distinguish between benign substances and pathogenic antigens. Seed's DSO-1 Daily Symbiotic is a plant-based prebiotic and probiotic with 24 strain that has been clinically and scientifically studied for its benefits. So it's free from 14 classes of allergens that are defined in the EFSA, and that includes sugar-free, vegan, soy-free, sesame-free, gluten-free, peanut-free, glyphosate, AMPA-free, dairy-free, shellfish-free, corn-free. There's no binders, no preservatives, and 65, 65 compliant. So why Seeds Daily DSO-1 Symbiotic is supreme um, because it's specifically geared towards digestive health. And that makes sense because people take probiotics for digestive health. So there's also skin benefits. It has four specific probiotic strains that have been shown to promote healthy skin and reinforce healthy gut skin access. So Avoid gut mania and head to the trusted sources for symbiotics. Start a new healthy habit today and visit seed.com slash toast and use code toast to redeem 20% off your first month of Seed's DSO-1 Daily Symbiotic. That's S-E-E-D dot com slash toast and use code toast, seed.com slash toast, code toast. Thank you, Claudia. Yeah, well. Our next story, TikTok is launching a series feature, which lets oh, yeah. creators sell premium episodes up to 20 minutes each. TikTok is opening up a new monetization spigot for creators on the popular short-form video app. The Chinese-owned app announced Series, a new way for creators to sell their stories as premium content. 
With the series feature available initially only to select creators, users can post collections of premium content behind a paywall that viewers can purchase. Each individual series can include up to 80 videos, each up to 20 minutes long, giving the TikTok community, quote, a new longer format to watch their favorite creators and content, the company said. Right now, the maximum length of a TikTok video is 10 minutes. And even that, like, nobody really uses. Um, I don't know how I feel about this. Honestly, I don't know if TikTok is a platform for long-form content. I mean, it does sound like a great thing to use for podcasts, like long-form. I get it. But I just don't feel like that's what people go to TikTok for. Agreed. People's attention spans have been increasingly shortened by TikTok. So then to, like, go back to long-form, it's like, that's like Netflix giving us binging and then dropping things episodically. Like you invented this. We don't watch things for 20 minutes anymore. And I don't think a 20 minute video is enough to titillate like the average TikTok user's brain. Like they're, they, it's, it's all about like the scroll. Like you watch 10 seconds of a video, like you don't even like it. You just scroll. It's, it's really not how users have been programmed behaving thus far on this app. Yeah. So it's bizarre. I like that. I do. What I do like about TikTok is like they do put creators first, like top of mind for creators is like a lot of people is there. This is their full-time job so a lot of people make money off the creator fund which is basically like YouTube ads like you make money from just being a big persona on there more so than Instagram TikTok really puts the creators like as a priority so that I like and just creating another revenue opportunity for creators is is great but I don't see this like really panning out yeah I'm prepared to be wrong but I think this is a flop of an idea (laughs) yeah I feel like there are some creators who might be able to parlay it into success like if I think about like some of the cooking videos where it's really really quick but it's like hey I actually want to make that like can we see a whole last 20 minute video of the recipe good I think like some of those people might have success but some people are just doing dumb fucking shit and I don't need I mean I'm not a TikTok user so y'all don't need to be seeing 20 minutes of that you you liked and sometimes what you like about a video is that it leaves you wanting more so I don't yeah. know if people will go for this. I don't know if people will pay for this. And like people pay, like if I'm paying for something, I want a premium viewing experience. I want to watch it on my TV. I want it to be big budget production, like not some crapola on my phone. Yeah, I just don't like when these big apps like create habits for users and then break those habits. Like it's confusing. Yeah, I think I think it's usually unsuccessful or it takes years to have to success adapt. and I don't know TikTok has like days weeks TikTok the clock is ticking TikTok the clock don't stop L- literally like your time might be up soon so but it is crazy how like on YouTube if you have viewers like you have money same yeah. with TikTok can you if you are like a huge TikToker can you live off no. the creator fund live I mean it depends where you live in um but the creator fund in terms of like a CPM to YouTube is minimal Mm. but what's crazy is like if you have an Instagram 20 million followers unless brands are sponsoring you you don't make money from the app right and by the way because Instagram copies whatever everything everyone does they have started to offer creators like subscriptions now that and also reels bonuses, which is very similar to like the TikTok creator fund. I'm um, like getting, you know, $150 when you hit a certain amount of views. So it's on a smaller scale and TikTok is is good with that. But in terms of actual money offerings, 
it's not nearly as good as YouTube. And a lot of people feel like when they opt into the you, the TikTok creator fund to start making money, their views actually go it down significantly. Them. Yeah, I joined the creator fund when I first started TikTok. And I think you have to have like 10,000 followers. And I would check like once every six months and there would actually be $11 in there. And I had seen people saying that, you know, their views were suppressed significantly when they joined the creator fund. So I opted out because I wasn't even like, I also, okay, keep your $12. Yeah, I want my views, baby. I do. I get paid more for a brand for my views. Right. Views are a form of currency too. And I think they're more valuable than what the TikTok creator fund offers creators. Interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. YouTube is really, and even YouTube isn't like they're compared to everyone else. Like they look like they're extremely generous, but it's still, it's really not what creators should be getting paid. Like it's no, but like it's not what they deserve. Big YouTubers make like millions of dollars from YouTube ads. Yeah, but they have, like, crazy engagement. Yeah. But at least, like... Yes. That's... It's it's something. something. It's a livable wage. Yeah. 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 No, and there are a lot of TikTok creators who have millions of followers who are in the creator fund, but haven't quit their full-time jobs. Like, it's really supplemental income. It's not... It can't really replace just with the creator fund unless you're doing other things like starting a podcast and doing brand deals and writing a book and I don't know whatever a blog just the creator fund is not a a replacement but just being a youtuber is yeah yeah I don't know everyone is launching subscription services like everywhere you go Instagram like we said now TikTok Apple Spotify Apple, Spotify I like Patreon like I, and I feel well, like Patreon that's and thing. OnlyFans cover the gamut of like extra content and if you are a creator, um, while these I, these sound awesome, wow, an Apple subscription, I can, you know, I don't have to go to Patreon or anything that you um, make money on through an app in the App Store, Apple takes 30% of. So when you do an Apple subscription for a podcast or you do a Spotify subscription and you're paying for it, just know 30% of what you're paying for does not go to the creator, which sucks. And that's why platforms like OnlyFans and Patreon are so popular because there's definitely like a small percentage, like a processing fee, but it's not even comparable to the 30% that Apple takes. Apple, it is, if you want to be on the app store, you literally have to, that's Cameo too. Mm. That's why if you were buying a Cameo from someone, do it on your computer. Because though that, if you send $100 on Cameo on a computer, you get more. The creator, so if someone signs the creator, up for our Patreon through the Patreon app. Oh, that's a good call. I don't know if you can sign up on the app. You definitely can. I feel like you could, I mean, I don't want to go. That's a good call. But like, I remember when I did Cameo for um, like February, or I did it in June most recently. Sometimes you would get uh, someone buying you a Cameo and let's say your fee is $100. And sometimes you'll get 70 if they bought it through uh, Apple. And if they bought it through a computer, you get the 100. Well, no, Cameo takes a fee. Well, yeah, but it's minimal compared to Apple. Yeah, but it's still like 15, 20%, no? No, 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 no. It's not that much. Well, anyways, I like having all my stuff separate. I go here for this, I go there for that. And I don't I don't yeah. even know if that's like sustainable. And I feel like everyone's trying to make like one large ecosystem, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I, but my large ecosystem is my phone. The phone has everything. Right, that's such And a then good I like point. to be organized within it. She's so right. The ecosystem is the phone. Right? Yeah. It's like the ecosystem is my Apple TV. And then I want all my apps depending on right. what my mood is. 
No, you're so right. Like, why do we have to make it more complicated than that? Like, try so Everyone hard all the time. Everyone wants to be the, the one, but it's like, just be grateful for where you are and what you have. So Isn't it true. enough? TikTok? Isn't it enough TikTok? You're not making enough money. You don't take up enough of people's time. Tiano. Are you ready for our next story? Yeah. Another creator, Judy Bloom. And her fans oh. explore the author's legacy in the trailer for a new documentary, Judy Bloom Forever. Oh my God, that's so sweet. The life and work of celebrated author Judy Bloom is set to be documented, documented in the upcoming film, Judy Bloom Forever. On Wednesday, Imagine Documentaries and Prime Video exclusively shared the trailer for Judy Bloom Forever with People. The documentary's trailer shows Bloom, 85, and her impact on her fans as the filmmakers explore the author's journey from fearful, imaginative child to storytelling pioneer who elevated the physical and emotional lives of kids and teens to be to band writer who continues to fight back against censorship today. It will be premiering at the Sundance Film Festival and just as a celebration of Judy Bloom and the magic of an awkwardness of being young. Straight facts. Honestly, I haven't thought about Judy Bloom in years, but to deny her impact on me as a young woman mm-hmm. would be disgraceful. Um, I love this. Can you remind me what... What books? Are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. Yes. Um, let me. Did she also have that series with that like nutty little girl? Which one? There were so many. Like the fruity nutcake. You know what I'm talking about? Super fudge. No. Double fudge. Tales of a fourth grade nothing. But what's the one? I think the one is Are You There, God? Of course, it's me, of course. No, but there. Oh, uh, no. There's like all of these are irrelevant uglies. Also, oh, wasn't Ramona you, and Beezus? Was it? Blubber. Blubber. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, these covers. When you look at the covers, they really, uh, they bring back some, sometimes. Freckle juice. Oh, man, I'm so glad she's getting a documentary. She's so sweet. She was banned? Is yeah, that what that's what she was banned. I don't know, maybe like, are you there, God? And it's me, Margaret, was a little too... Provocative. Let me see. Judy Bloom ban. And by the way, it's important to note Judy Bloom is a Jewish queen. We live for that. People are fighting. Double Fudge. That was like one of her more iconic books. Yeah. But there's like a book I'm thinking about, like a fruity nut cake. Does anybody know what I'm there's talking about? There's another offer. I think it's Lewis. Um, Lewis Sekar, who also wrote like the books that we read when we were this age. And like, I'm just having a vivid memory, but maybe it wasn't Judy Bloom. Lewis Satcher books. Oh, he wrote Holes. He wrote, um, what do you keep saying that you think it is? Fruity nut cake. Like I, I'm having this like really vivid memory. It's not Roll like, Doll. Books, you for know, kids. Roll Doll. Do you see what? And there's like this nutty stick figure on the on the. Look up Lewis Satcher. I, I feel like he might be your guy. No. And Lewis Satcher is the one where you have to kiss your elbow, right? I have literally no idea what you're talking about. You don't. Zero. Maybe I'm thinking of Amelia Bedelia. Queen. 
If anybody knows what the fuck I'm talking about, like, please drop a comment. Oh, my God. Yeah, this book, it's called Is He a Girl? And it's if you can kiss your elbow, but you can't, like, try kissing the tip of your elbow. You can't. It's so hard, but if kiss you your do elbow. it, you can turn into a girl. Well, that book would not fly in today's climate. Is he a girl? No, I mean, so many of these books are... Maybe that's what they're talking about when Judy Bloom was being banned. Yeah. No, I think she was probably banned for being like, you know, exploratory. Well, she did talk about not sex, but like vaginal health in a sense. Like it was very um, anatomical. I, don't, I honestly don't remember. She was a queen. I love her. I'm glad she's getting a documentary. I hope she wins some sort of uh, film festival and award. Speaking of banned books, Roald Dahl's books are being like rewritten. Do you, have you seen this? Yeah, to be more, you know, PC with like the times. Like Augustus Gloop isn't that anymore, but he's like. But he is. I so think, you can like, change the change book. It. I think he's like big as hell. <laughs> you can change the book, but you can't change facts. No, and like his weight. And Augustus was a big boy. to the story. Oh, and by the way, like everyone is obese. Like, Are we erasing, are we erasing fat people? The erasure of Augustus Gloop is disgusting. It's disgusting, and you know what? I won't fucking stand for it. I'm not into this. You know what? Things were different in the past. Can we just leave it at that? Yeah. No, it's a rewrite. And by the way, I like how there's no one talking about how Raul Dahl is like a raging anti-Semite. Yeah. But he was mean to the fat people. Like, okay, no, but like Augustus, to see where your priorities Augustus are. Augustus is still big as hell in the book, and his weight is germane to the story. Yeah, of course, because the reason he uh, uh, he's like gluttonous. Yes. So like. Congratulations, you did fucking nothing. Congratulations, you played yourself. Are you ready for our next story, which is one of our favorite subjects, Turdy Lou? Yeah, yeah. A Powerball winner who won the $2 billion Powerball prize. Files for bankruptcy. Nope, is moving on up because he just bought a huge mansion in Hollywood for $25 million. His neighbors will be Jimmy Kimmel and Ariana Grande. And the house is fucking sickening. Honestly, I would have done the same thing with my earnings. Like, yeah, oh, I can't be a star. I'll live with them. Yeah. He took his payment. So it came to $997 million before taxes. That's insane. Which is before taxes. So he's got about half a half a bill. Half a bill. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to assume, I wonder if lottery winners still uh, get mortgages. I hope he's being financially smart, like he has an advisor or something, because you should still get a mortgage, even if, like, there's no reason you should put down 25 mil, put down five. Yeah. Yeah. But also, he's getting sued by a man that claimed that his winning lottery ticket was stolen, believing oh, that Edwin is the name of the winner, was involved in the alleged theft. But the, mm. the Powerball is standing behind Edwin as the rightful, rightful winner. Um, and so does it say what else he's bought or is this his first big purchase? This is the first one that we know. Oh, is this like the most recent? The recent winner, winner the, the big Powerball. Oh. But we never got, like for a while I feel like he didn't claim because things were quiet. And we never even did a story on like, here's the winner. His life is changing. Right. But his name is Edwin Castro. Where was he from? Like California originally or now he just because he has the money he wants to live in Hollywood? Yeah, that's a great question. Who is Edwin Castro? He was California. Okay. So he's not uprooting his entire Yeah, like life. hopefully his family's there and they can keep him grounded. I just, I always worry about, you know, you think $2 billion, like I'll, you know, have money for generations. But not only do you get like 25% of it. 
it's easy to run through money. Yeah, so people think that they found he's a FIFA streamer. They found his username, and this is a message that he posted when he won. Uh, it's unclear if this is, like, really him, but he shared a 10-second video of uh, someone saying not to message him because they won't get a response. Quote, I just want to say, anyone that's got my number, please delete it. I have no time for you anymore. <laughs> please don't message me because you won't get a reply. Life's changed now. Yes, <laughs> mic drop, I'm out. <laughs> Poor people. If you knew me before, you don't know me anymore. You don't know the billionaire Edwin Castro. Money changes people, and Edwin Castro is no different. And he's not afraid to admit it. Love and respect to him. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I think when you win $2 billion, you have to change your phone number, first and foremost. A hundred percent. Like, the people that come out of the woodwork, like, hey, my foot hurts. Can you take me to the doctor? Yeah, or just, like, people who... Or like, is the, do I have this person's phone number from middle school? Like, let me try. Right. All of a sudden, right. billions of texts. No, and you really, there's so many phone numbers out there. Actually, there's this guy on TikTok who goes around and asks people who's the most famous person they have in their contacts. Like, weirdly, everyone has someone's phone number who's like celebrity adjacent. Because celebrities were normal for a while. And some of them don't change their numbers. And like some of them, you know, you get drunk out at a bar, you give it out. Like people, people have phone numbers. Yeah. Or like someone knows someone who knows someone who, and it's like everyone's like passing, like, oh my God, I have so-and-so's phone number. By the way, like when I was in high school, I think Margot, somebody got Rachel Zoe's phone number. Oh. And it was real. And like we would text her and call her and like literally bother her. And like she eventually changed Not her number. Not you admitting like, to harassment. Yeah. I did that shit. I did that shit. When I was I did that shit. really young, I have a vague memory of one of my friends having Courtney Cox's phone number. Oh! And she, but I never tried it or anything. It was just like enough to just have it. That's, That's so funny. Me. That's so you. Like, just call her. <laughs> no. Call her up. What if you just called Courtney up? I wonder if I still have it. Cause I, nah, I don't think I do because at one point I used to like change over all my contacts, but there was one time where I did it manually so that I only did the need to knows. It was still like 10 years ago, but now I don't have her. Hmm. Oh, let me check if I still have Rachel's though. <laughs> Rachel. I do. Who's the most famous person in your phone? Probably Gwyneth. Yep. That'll do it. That'll do it. What about you? Besides me. I don't know. I don't know. Because everyone's like an influencer, you know? What about Iris? Yeah, I was actually just thinking Iris. Yeah. Iris Apfel is probably the most. That's a pretty good one. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Was that our fifth and final? It was. Okay, great. Let's dive into Dear Toasters, our weekly advice segment that uh, we do every Wednesday. If you ever want to write in, the email account is deartoasters at gmail.com. You could write in about anything in order to get chosen. Keep it interesting. Keep it brief. Keep it funny. Keep it turdy. You know? Keep it turdy. Dear Toasters is brought to you by the State Farm Personal Price Plan. It helps you create a plan that gives you options so you get an affordable price. And it comes with a lot of benefits too, like the coverage you want, a policy that helps cover what's important to you, and an affordable price just for you. Because after all, life is just better when you can personalize your experiences. Personalizing certain things in our life makes things so much better. Like, you know, playlists. What's more personal than playlists? Comedy. What's more personal than comedy? Poetry. What's more personal than poetry? Food. Personalization means you have the power to choose what you want. 
you can choose what you want to include. You can choose what you want to leave out. It just feels better that way. And why shouldn't insurance work like that too? So true, Jax. Like we're so similar. But even our insurance plans are different. You're like a homeowning we queen. We have different needs, Turdy Lou. Everyone thinks we're the same. You have auto policies. Everyone thinks we're the same, but we're, we're not. not. Look at our, look insurance. our insurance. That's what the State Farm Personal Price Plan is all about. You can choose to include options like bundling your home and auto policies, which means that you'll get the coverage you want at an affordable price just for you. And in the end, you'll have a policy that gets better and gives better no, you'll have a policy that gives you what you want. Doesn't that feel yeah. better? Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Call or go to statefarm.com today to create your State Farm personal price plan. Prices vary by state. Options selected by customer availability and availability and eligibility may vary. All right, ready? Ready. Dear Jackson Claude, I'm a 21-year-old college student who was in a moral dilemma. Growing up, I always had this favorite band. Their concert um, I went to recently uh, was near my university. When I went to the concert, I had the opportunity to meet them. One of the members talked to me a lot, and we kind of hit it off, and he asked to follow me on Instagram and then proceeded to DM me saying it was nice to meet me. The next morning, I looked at his Instagram, and to my surprise, I saw on his profile that he was married with three kids. Around a year later, he DM'd me and told me he was going to be playing a concert near my oh school my again. He was messaging me and practically begging me to come backstage before the concert. I went to the concert and I talked to him. It was nice and chatty, but nothing I wouldn't have said if his wife was there. After the concert, I told him that my friends and I were at the concert and that we were headed home. He responded with, if I came back with you, what's in it for me? I'm sure he's doing this with other girls he meets on touring, but do I DM the wife and let her know that her husband is actively trying to hook up with girls 10 years younger than him? And I'm sure uh, with others, he is actually successful. Does she need to know or would I be causing drama where there doesn't need to be? Sincerely, a girl who needs to find a new favorite band. Girl, drop the name. I'm curious. Oh, my God. Like, I thought maybe at the bottom, like, she would tell us who it is. No, I have to say, the way she describes it, it sounds like it's a band, like, we would maybe not know. Like, it's like a small-time band, really? you know? Yeah, that's just a vibe that no, I got. No, I got, like, New Kids on the Block, like, used to be cool. Oh, I got, like, Big Time Rush. Big Time Rush. Like, I, we're kind of not far no, off like, from each other. You know, on a, some sort of, like, reunion tour, like, had their heyday. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. This seems like a situation where it's like, mind your business. Yeah, because also out. it's like if he is Hollywood, then like they might have some she sort of know. thing going. And I don't know. I mean, if it were me, I would absolutely want to know. But I don't know. I, I, literally, I honestly do not know. I know it's like women. We like owe each other stuff. But like. This is not like a person, you know, it's not like your friend. I don't really feel honestly, she probably wouldn't even see the message. And I would say there's probably a chance that she knows he's fucking around on the road. I think most spouses of touring artists know that. So I don't feel like you would it would be this big bombshell revelation. I just feel like mind your business. Yeah, I think I would just stay out of it. I don't want to be in the middle of this. And there's probably stuff she does know. Just and. Might I suggest Five Seconds of Summer for a new band? Could I love have been them. Five Sauce. None of them are married with three kids. Yeah, that's true. They're all young, so it's pretty harmless. Could be like Backstreet Boys. Yeah, I mean, I, if we wanted to, we could figure this out. Drop a comment. Who do you think it is? How how could we figure it out? We literally couldn't. There's so many old bands touring. No, like band members who have three kids and wives that are still together. Honestly, I don't feel like it's Kevin that Jones many. Has two kids, right? Yeah. Oh, thank God. Crisis averted. <laughs> oh. 
she fucking, I can't believe that even came to the top of your mind. Kevin Jonas would fucking no, never No, because bitch. I was just thinking about the Jonas Brothers, them being a band that came back right. that you would like when you're younger. And the other right. two, like, I have one and two babies for sure. Like, I just needed to confirm. Yeah, no, I think we can narrow it down to the kids are probably young. Like, if you're looking at the, the person's Instagram and they have pictures with their kids, like, grown-ass kids don't take, like, a lot of photos with their parents. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if you could say that. And also, what are we considering a band? Like, is this a duo? Would we consider no. a band? Because I had someone top of mind, even though they don't fit the profile. No. I'm thinking like no. Backstreet Boys, New Kids on the Block, Big Time Rush, I guess. Oh, wait, she said, growing up, I always had this band as my favorite. Right. Yeah, you're right. Growing up. If she's a toaster, I'm going to say she's about 30. It's Backstreet Boys. Or New Kids on the Block. Mm. I don't know. I don't, I don't Whoever see that. Whoever wrote this in, you I, absolutely have to let us know. We will not share. Just, yeah, just we'll, we won't share. I'm just yeah. curious now because I'm nosy. But like, I, I also want to know if like we're getting warmer. Right. Are we on track at all? Question mark. How many kids does Nick Carter have? That's an amazing question. You guys, I'm, the rest of the episode is going to be dedicated to figuring this out. I think everybody's with us. Three. Is he married? For sure. Yep. And by the way, what we've learned about Nick Carter in recent months is that he's absolutely disgusting. Let's not forget he is uh, being accused of rape, Yeah, correct? raping a disabled fan. Right. So lest we not forget, stay away from yeah, him Yeah, and his wife now. knows. Right. So... You, there's nothing you tell her oh he dm'd based on the shit she probably already knows it's and mild. don't forget what aaron accused him of right all right next Glad up. we got to the bottom hey, of that and we can provide an answer which is we you too. don't need to say anything because she knows yeah she knows and now we knows Hey, Jackson Turd. I'm a relatively new toaster, and your show is the only thing getting me through my job. I recently started as a lawyer at a big law firm, and I cannot function. I'm on call basically 24-7, and I can never go a few minutes without looking at my phone. It's taking over every aspect of my life, and now I live in constant states of anxiety. Even worse, I was told by people on my team that I should not make any plans during the week since I'm expected to always be around. However, everyone on my team is married, and I'm the only single one, so they don't understand that I need to date during the week. I can't just go out on weekends. The only way for me to do this is to check my phone every 20 minutes or so on a date so I can communicate with work. Is this okay to do on a date? I know on dates, especially at the beginning, that I find it rude when guys check their phones, so it's so hypocritical if I do it. How do I go about doing this? P.S. I tell myself every day that I'm quitting to get me through, so any suggestions that um, are welcome that involve me keeping my job. Okay, well, well, I just want to say, getting a job at a big like one of those big law law firms is a huge accomplishment. So congratulations to you. And they pay really yeah, well. Yeah, they so pay really well. And you. like you have a track for your career. And if you like, you know, keep working hard, like big things will come your way. So I don't think that you should quit. And like you went to law school, like what el- what are you going to do? Like you're doing what you should be doing. But like if I were dating and I went on a date with like a big lawyer and he was really like successful and like he really was doing the things he says he was doing. And like at the beginning of the date, he was like to me, like, I'm so excited to be here. I just have to check my phone like every 20 minutes because of work stuff because I'm like such a big deal. Um, I just, I don't want you to think it's rude. I think that you could try that. Like, I think I would be understanding. Like yeah. if I like this guy, I could give him a pass to check his phone every 20 minutes, especially if like he's going to be a big success. No, 
And then you get to check your phone every 20 minutes, which is awesome for you too. Yeah, I think being like totally transparent about it in the beginning is fine. I also think I would, um, is there like a woman on your team who's married who you could just like ask, like if you're friendly with me, like, girly, like how do you live like this? Like you're married, how did you meet your husband? Like also, it would also be beneficial for you perhaps to date another lawyer. So, you know, they understand the hustle and the bustle. So if there's any cuties in your office, check it out. Um, but then it's like, but ask office, like a, you know, this reminds me of a book that I read called The Boys Club by Erica Katz. It's literally about a girl who's like working in big law and she, you know, kind of spirals. And it might actually be too close to home for you to read, but I enjoyed it. So um, maybe you should read it, but it doesn't sound like you have a lot of time. But I also really like the idea of you like asking a superior, not a superior, but like somebody who's married, who obviously was on the same track as you and just being like, hey, question mark. If everyone else is married, it's clearly a possibility. Yeah. Be like, how did you meet your husband? Like, how did you... I'm like really struggling to date like because I don't want to drop the ball on work stuff. So you have any advice for me, yeah, sister? Great question. And to find a way to like understand like what needs to be addressed. Like some things are not need to do this at minute exactly. So I don't know how long you've been there, but maybe just after a certain amount of time, you'll be better at like a lot of people, you know, they move the mouse on their computer and they're still working, you know? Yeah. So something like that. But I would start with transparency and be like, listen, I'm a big shot. Find a better way to say it. Uh, and I just need to check my phone every 20 minutes. I hope that you're not offended because I'm really excited to be here. But like, I also, yeah. I, I take a lot of pride in my job and I'm a really big deal. And I work really hard. I think people really respect, um, honesty. If, if I were on a date with someone and they said that, I would have no problem with it. Me neither. If they just right off the bat said, I'm not like, you know, bored. I just like absolutely have to check my phone every 20 minutes so I don't lose my goddamn job and be like, oh, jobs. Am I right? And then that's a great Thoughts are but that question. would actually like annoy me like a little bit because it's like is he counting down like to the twentieth minute to check his phone? Is, okay, but then is you're he overthinking to what I'm it. saying. Even you're overthinking it. Yeah, give it a shot or find like someone else with a really demanding job. But then like, how would you guys ever meet? Because you both have like two free minutes a week. Lunch, a working lunch. Let us know how it goes. Third and final, dear Turdy Lou and Jax. Uh, hearing you say it's so rude to have no regard for your partner's sleep has really opened my eyes to my own relationship and I need your help. I sleep over at my boyfriend's place frequently during the week because he refuses to park his truck on the street at my place, so I go to him. He has to wake up for work hours before I do, and for a while now, when he wakes up, he turns on all the lights in the apartment and makes me leave when he does. To give you context, he's got a one-bedroom apartment, and he not only turns on the bathroom light and living room light, both with the doors open to the bedroom, but he also turns on his bedroom light while I'm still sleeping and makes me leave before 7 a.m. when I don't really need to be up before 9. After hearing you speak on this, I told my boyfriend that I would really like it if he did not turn on the bedroom light while I'm sleeping because it just dawned on me how selfish that behavior is. He then told me I was rude for asking that of him and that he, quote, pays for his places in the lighting bill so he can do whatever he wants with them. For more context, we've been dating for a year. He's 30. And this just all seems like childish and selfish behavior from someone I thought I'd be engaged to this year. What would you do? A confused toaster. I mean, it's hard to like, you know, I obviously need more context, but your boyfriend sounds like a prick. Yeah, and it's like if he's He won't sleep at your house. If he's being a prick about the lights, like he's probably a prick elsewhere. I think you should just start to be like, listen, I'm really tired. Um, I I don't want to get up at 7 a.m. when I don't have to. I'm going to sleep at my place and just like... Put your foot down and see if he comes to you a little bit or can meet in the middle. And like you should be if he's your boyfriend of a year, you should be able to stay in his place and not have to leave when he leaves. That's fucking weird. That's like he doesn't trust yeah. you. And like the sheer fact that he won't make the effort to go to your apartment because he has to park on the street, take an Uber, ride a bike, walk. No, but it does sometimes like, make sense. There's always one person's apartment 
where it makes more sense to to stay at. For sure. But to refuse to go to your girlfriend's apartment because you don't want to park. Like he obviously sounds like he literally sounds like a lazy oaf. No, he sounds not like a lazy oaf, like a dictator. Yeah, no, he sounds like a prick, honestly. Like, and I would be curious if this sort of energy and behavior like funnels its way into other aspects of your relationship. I'd be shocked For if sure. it did. There's no reason he needs to turn on the bedroom lights. There's no reason why you have to get up at 7 a.m. The kicking you out is the is the most shocking yeah, part like of this whole thing. That's what you do with a booty call. Right, it's so rude. Like throw them cab fare and get yes, out. Graham. There's no, and the fact that he doesn't let you be in his apartment when he's not there is also cause for concern. Yeah, Mikasa, I think you start spending the night at your place more. I want to just be able to sleep in and see if he comes to you. Yeah, I pay the lighting bills at my place, so I'm just gonna pay them here and use lights how I want to. I'm use. just gonna enjoy my. I'm just gonna enjoy my life. Yeah, it sounds like torture. Yeah, and see if he comes to you, and if not, then you realize like you're the one who's been literally putting in all the effort to everything. Yeah. Let us know how that goes. That's our show, Jack. It is. Turdy Lou, bon voyage on your travels. Thank you. Thank you so much. Bon voyage, Turdy Lou. Bon voyage, Turdy Lou. I hope you have a safe flight. I hope you have a wonderful time with your popular friends. Thanks. I'll be sure to fill you in on all the details of what the popular girl said about you. <laughs> Please don't. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Toast the Millennial Morning Show where we deliver the fast five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching this on YouTube, please don't forget to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast anywhere podcasts can be found. So it's Spotify, Tuesday, Stitcher, Public Radio, Podcast, 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 Yep. Coordinate. Bye. Love ya. Bye.